Welcome to The Randy Report. I'm Randy Slavacek, your host. I'm also the writer and editor of TheRandyReport.com, where you can find me every single day on the internet reporting on the daily news cycle in terms of politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBTQ community. In this week's headlines, Australian political leaders and celebrities announce their support for marriage equality down under. LGBT civil rights hero Edie Windsor passed away at the age of 88. A new study shows young guys think bald men are sexy. And RuPaul won his second Emmy Award. All that and more in this episode of The Randy Report. Australian political leaders, including Prime Minister Malcolm Turnbull, have come out in support of a campaign for same-sex marriage down under. Turnbull made a surprise speech at the launch of the New South Wales Yes campaign. The non-binding vote, meant to gauge support for changing Australia's Marriage Act, was mailed out this week with the results to be announced in November. Turnbull told supporters he was confident the Australian people would approve the reform and it would then sail through Parliament by the end of the year. He said he was voting yes because it was fundamentally a question of fairness. The threat to marriage was not gay couples, he said, but a lack of loving commitment that turned many marriages into a loveless desert. He said many people will vote yes, as I will, because they believe the right to marry is a conservative ideal as much as any other conservative principle. He pointed out that same-sex marriage had been adopted in many countries, including those most culturally similar to Australia, like the United States, Canada, Britain, and New Zealand. And in pointing that out, he posed the question, in any one of those nations, has the sky fallen in? Has life as we know it ground to a halt? Has traditional marriage been undermined? And the answer is plainly no. Additionally, in an interview with Sky News, international superstar Olivia Newton-John was asked about the mail-in vote. And this was her answer. Before I let you go, I've got to ask you the big issue, as you would know, in Australia is this same-sex marriage debate that's underway. Where does Olivia Newton-John stand on this question? To me, love is love. I don't see any debate in it, and I don't see any reason to debate it. I think love is love. That's all I have to say. But yes, well, you, you'll get a vote uh, in this, presumably. <laughs> uh, no, no, I don't vote anywhere, actually, because I'm, I'm a resident of America and I have an Australian passport, so I don't vote. All right, but if you were, it'd be a yes vote. It would be a yes, of course, all right. yes. Olivia Newton-John, lovely to talk to Thank you. you. Lovely Best to of luck with the rest of your visit. Polls show broad support for marriage equality in Australia, but as we know with the election of Donald Trump in the United States, polls can be wrong. As I mentioned, the results are due in mid-November, so we'll find out then. Fingers crossed. Edie Windsor, the gay rights activist whose landmark Supreme Court case, Windsor v. United States, which struck down the Defense of Marriage Act in 2013 and made federal recognition of same-sex married couples a reality, passed away this past Tuesday in Manhattan. She was 88. After living together for 40 years, Edie and Thea Spire were legally married in Canada in 2007. Thea died in 2009, and Edie inherited her estate. But Edie experienced firsthand 
the negative effects of the Defense of Marriage Act of 1996, which barred same-sex married couples from federal recognition as spouses, effectively barring access to federal benefits available to married heterosexuals. Because the federal government didn't recognize her marriage, the Internal Revenue Service denied her the unlimited spousal exemption from federal estate taxes available to married heterosexuals, and she received an inheritance tax bill of $363,053. Edie sued. At the time, she just wanted a tax refund. But in reality, the stakes went way beyond tax advantages that were limited to married heterosexual couples. Procuring federal recognition meant Social Security, health care, and veterans' benefits, protection in immigration and bankruptcy cases, and keeping a home after a spouse had died, as well as food stamps, green cards, and federal aid to the poor, the elderly, and children. According to the Government Accountability Office, exactly 1,138 benefits. Represented by civil rights lawyer Roberta Kaplan, they argued at the Supreme Court that by recognizing only marriages between a man and a woman, gay and lesbian couples were unconstitutionally singled out for differential treatment. The Supreme Court affirmed two lower court rulings and overturned the Defense of Marriage Act in a 5-4 ruling, citing the Fifth Amendment guarantee that no person shall be, quote, deprived of life, liberty, or property without due process of law, end quote. Hillary Clinton was among the many who showed up to honor Edie at her memorial on Friday. Here's two small snippets of what Hillary had to say about Edie Windsor. The day Edie won... Much of America cheered with her, not with the style or the pink scarf. That was uniquely hers, but with a recognition that a wrong had been righted. Through it all, her strength never wavered, though she did confess to one moment of panic. The day she saw her name in print as United States V. Windsor. <laughs> it is fitting that she will be immortalized in history books in that landmark decision, synonymous with equal rights and dignity under the law. But she didn't stop there. She continued to support the needs and the rights of the LGBT community. She helped change hearts and minds, including mine, and we are forever grateful to her for that. So thank you, Edie. Thank you for being a beacon of hope, for proving that love is more powerful than hate, for filling us with a sense of possibility and promise as we answer the question posed by Mary Oliver, tell me what it is you plan to do with your own one wild and precious life. Let us continue to be inspired by Edie's wild and precious life, and let us make her proud every day of how we answer that question for ourselves. Thank you, Edie.
Secretary of Defense Jim Mattis issued new guidance this week which allows current transgender military service members to re-enlist over the next several months. As you may know, on July 26th, Donald Trump surprised military leaders with a tweet demanding that all transgender military be banned from service. Trump gave Secretary Mattis six months to figure out the details. It appears current transgender service members might ultimately be allowed to remain in service with a ban on new transgender recruits. In a memo to top military leaders, Secretary Mattis said a high-level panel will determine how to implement Trump's ban on transgender individuals in the military. In the meantime, though, members of Congress have already sent a letter to Trump calling on him to reconsider the ban. Senator Kirsten Gillibrand of New York introduced bipartisan legislation this week co-sponsored by Senators Jack Reed of Rhode Island, Susan Collins of Maine, and John McCain of Arizona, which would seek to block the transgender military ban. John McCain said in a statement this week that any service member, including those who are transgender, who meet the standards for military readiness and medical fitness should be permitted to serve. He said, quote, when less than 1% of Americans are volunteering to join the military, we should welcome all those who are willing and able to serve our country. Amen, Senator McCain. Amen. This next report might inspire those guys futzing about with Propecia and Rogaine to maybe reach for a razor instead. A new study by the University of Pennsylvania has found that guys, especially younger guys, not only find bald guys attractive, but they find them more dominant and confident than guys with hair. The study, titled Shorn Scalps and Male Dominance, was led by Albert E. Manns. Students were asked to rate photos of different men with different hairlines according to attractiveness, confidence, and dominance. Researchers even got sneaky with it. Some of the photos shown were the same man but with his hair digitally removed. And the bald men won out in all three categories. Ranked by attractiveness, bald men were found to be the most sexy, followed by men with thick hair, and then men with thinning hair. Of all the men, guys with shaved heads seemed to be the most appealing. Interestingly, on average, guys with shaved heads were also viewed as nearly an inch taller than guys with hair, four years older, and 13% stronger. They were also believed to do better in business and economically overall. Well, that's great news. Let's hear it for the bald guys. In entertainment news this week, more big stars are signing on for guest spots for the upcoming Will & Grace reboot on NBC. Jane Lynch of Glee fame and Andrew Rannells of HBO's Girls will guest star together, joining previously announced appearances by Tony Award winner Ben Platt of Dear Evan Hansen on Broadway, Harry Connick Jr., Minnie Driver, and Bobby Cannavale. Also, RuPaul won his second consecutive Emmy Award this week for Outstanding Host of a Variety, Nonfiction, or Reality Program for RuPaul's Drag Race. The reality competition also took home awards for Outstanding Costumes, duh, and Picture Editing. The VH1 series was nominated for a total of seven Emmy Awards. Still to come, the Primetime Emmy Awards show on September 17th 
on CBS, where Drag Race is up for Best Reality Competition Series. This follows the most successful season yet for Drag Race after moving from Logo to VH1. From the floor of the DragCon convention, Rue expressed his gratitude and thanks. I want to thank all of the cast and crew of RuPaul's Drag Race and my family at World of Wonder and the gorgeous people at VH1. Thank you, Television Academy, so much. You make this queen so proud. Thank you. Mwah. And in queer cinema, this week we got the first U.S. trailer for the upcoming film Tom of Finland, a biopic of the late Finnish artist. As you may know, Tom of Finland is known for his exaggerated depictions of masculinity, which showed muscled bikers, uniformed members of the armed services, and working men, often engaged in sexualized scenarios. The film is Finland's official entry for the Best Foreign Language Film Oscar. Tom of Finland follows the life and work of artist Tuko Laksonen. The film chronicles his life as a decorated officer who, upon returning home from serving his country in World War II, finds post-war Helsinki rampant with homophobic persecution and gay men around him who are being pressured to marry women and have children. Tuco finds respite in his art, homoerotic drawings of muscular men free of inhibitions. And when an American publisher sees his drawing and invites him to Los Angeles, his life really takes a turn. Relishing newfound freedom, Tuco dives headfirst into the sexual revolution and along the way became an icon. His art, famously signed as Tom of Finland, became emblematic of the worldwide gay revolution. Tom of Finland will open Friday, October 13th in New York's The Quad and a week later on October 20th in Los Angeles at the New Art as well as in San Francisco. As I reach the end of this episode of The Randy Report, I realize some news items I haven't been able to share in the past here because they're video and become difficult to fully detail on a podcast. But I realized I can encourage you to head over to my blog, therandyreport.com, to check out a few items that I really think are worth your time. Two I'd like to mention this week are CBS Sunday Morning's terrific profile of the work Madonna has done building a hospital in economically impoverished Malawi, and also a really compelling interview of Hillary Clinton by Vox's Ezra Klein about her new memoir, What Happened. If you enjoyed the podcast, make sure you click the subscribe button on my page on iTunes, and then every time I upload a new episode, it'll be sent straight to you automatically. Also, I constantly see folks asking their friends on social media for podcast recommendations, and we love it here when folks spread the news about this here news magazine podcast. And remember to check out therandyreport.com every day, where I report on the daily news cycle regarding politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBTQ community. Thanks for listening, folks. See you next time. 